With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is something special for you. It's time for Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. This is something special for you. Here's your host, Ben Criddle. Welcome in to Cougar Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Studios, LesSchwab.com. Head on over to any Les Schwab location for their summer tire extravaganza, their sale, their event. Save up to $250 right now when you buy a set of four select tires with financing. That's right, $250 off your set of four select tires with financing. Got a great show for you as always. Keep us locked in on that 960 AM dial. You can stream us from the website, ESPN960Sports.com. The ESPN 960 app, the TuneIn app as well. Download the app from the respective app stores. Also, if you got an internet connection, you can always tell your smart speaker, hey, smart speaker, listen to Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle. Hey, smart speaker, listen to the ESPN 960 app. You can download the podcast as well. iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We appreciate it when you do. Can't do our show without our sponsors. I know uh, no one likes to hear advertisements, but, guys, we're always trying to create value adds, uh, coupons, discounts, etc. So uh, give them an opportunity to earn your business, whether it's uh, Les Schwab, Royal Army Brand, Greenify Energy Savers, Chubby's Cafe, uh, Body Armor, Dental Pros of Utah, Fat Daddy's Pizzeria, Timpanogos Hiking, and, of course, Twisted Cow, the Twisted Cow Shakes. So give them an opportunity to earn your uh, earn your business today. Uh, lots of news and notes to get to. Breaking down the depth chart, the defensive depth chart, BYU football has officially moved on to Sam Houston. They're doing the river raft, I think, today. They're going to be going down the Provo River. Uh, we wish them well. We wish them luck as they prepare for Sam Houston. And so it's our job now to really delve into the depth chart. We're going to do well, – I think we published our depth chart for the offensive side of the ball yesterday. We'll do uh, – we've already published our defensive side of the ball today. We'll break it all down here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. Let's fire up the ESPN 960 starting lineup so I can introduce you to my co-host and the rest of the star Study cast that will be joining us. It's going to be brought to you by our good friends at Chubby's Cafe, chubbyscafeut.com. For the best burgers in the business, the Mushroom Bacon Swiss is my co-host's favorite. You should head on over and mention ESPN 960 when you head over to any Chubby's Cafe location for free scones with your meal. Let's welcome in Cougar Sports Insider representing ESPN 960 and, of course, G-Man Industries. We got Brandon C. Gurney. What's up, G-Man? Doing well, Criddle. I, I get really excited breaking down these, these 2D brossers because we have a lot of knowledge. Guys, I'm telling you, the best knowledge you, you can – get about BYU football is disseminated from this program every single day. 
listeners understand that. We understand what's going on. Criddle's on top of it. I tried to stay on top of it. Ron Weaver the third's on top of it. No one gives you more insight into what's going on with BYU football than this program. I, I absolutely believe that. Our tweets, our discourse, I mean, we've given you the whole bit. So, so when I do that 2D roster, I, it's like, yeah, I'm on top of it. But there's still a lot of unknowns. Read that article. I think it's fascinating how things are going to come about. I, I think we kind of have a better sense on defense what's going to come about than on offense, which sure. is which is kind of ironic because I think greater expectations are with the offense. You're more secure with the offense and all that. But that being said, I don't know how that receiver rotation's working out. I don't know how that running back. I kind of know how the receiver. We don't know the offensive line too deep. And we sure as heck don't know how it's going to be divvied up with the running back. But what we do know is there's a lot of good options. Defensively, we kind of know how that's going to play out. But I don't think the options are as secure, if that makes sure. sense. So anyway, we broke it down. I I typed up a big article and all that. And, and that's going to be the best glance into a two-deep roster, I, I think, provided by any media. I, I love it. It was a great breakdown. And uh, like, like you said, it's as accurate as uh, I think it's the most accurate 2D projection, uh, especially, I mean, I think on both sides of the ball. I don't think there's anyone else. Like, I've I've looked at other depth chart projections from other platforms, and uh, they're off. Uh, the, this is more of an accurate depiction. I think the offensive line, uh, as far as left guard and right tackle, that's very much in the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very much in the air. So uh, whether it's Caleb Etienne at right tackle, uh, there's been some discourse around uh, Ian Fitzgerald, being that right tackle, uh, left guard, we saw Tyler Little in the uh, in that left guard spot. We've seen Waylon Lapoahu in that left guard spot. We've seen Paul Miley in the left guard spot. We've seen so many different rotations along that offensive line, and uh, so it, to be determined. We know that Paul, Connor, and Kingsley are your starters, and then uh, where are you going to put them though? Are you going to put Connor at center and then move Paul Miley at the left guard with Kingsley Suomatia? Uh, is Ian Fitzgerald, is Caleb Etienne, is Simi Mawala your your right tackle? Who's your right guard then, if that's the case? Um, is it Braden Kime, which I wouldn't be opposed to. I think he's looked good at tackle and guard. We, we always forget Braden Kime here. Uh, is it Jake Eichhorn, who's also taken a ton of reps at right guard when, uh, when Connor's at center? To be determined. They're trying to figure out their best five, and uh, it – it sounds like, per Aaron Roderick, that that's going to leak over into game one, game two. Yeah, then you have Sonny Moccasini. Sonny Moccasini. The guy everyone wants to forget about, including myself, but he keeps on getting keeps popping first up. and second team reps. He looks really good. Yeah, he has so. popped up a number of times. It's, that's for certain. So uh, lots of uh, breakdown here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. Um, so check out the rest of our ESPN 960 starting lineup. Randy Sigourney by my side. Gavin Lee on the social. Gav, how you feeling today, bro? I'm doing good. Excited to talk some Cougar sports. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing great. Your hair looks great. Uh, I taught I taught uh, my good friend Gavin how to cut his own hair. And some people are like, that's dangerous, Ben. You shouldn't do such a thing. I've been cutting my own hair since my mission. I made plenty of mistakes on my mission. Uh, but you can always just keep on cutting it shorter and shorter on the mission as you're uh, you know, you can keep it high and tight, almost military style, and no one's gonna, uh, you know, no one's gonna turn their nose up at you. But anyway, look at his hair. I mean, tell me, that, doesn't that look good? Looks G-Man? fantastic. Looks fantastic. Krill's been trying to get me to cut my own hair for years now. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna ask the question. Put that as a random poll today. Do you cut your own hair? Yes or no? 
why or why not. Let's welcome in Ronald Wheeler. Now, Ronald's get, it's going to be difficult for Ronald, Ronnie to do his own hair. I Although I do think you could probably get a nice fade and you do the wave cap on top. I think you could do it, but uh, I know you don't do your own hair. You don't want to take that risk because it's nice and long and lush right now. Yes, that is correct. If you just look, you started talking about hair, and I got a little offended, so I had to send my picture. I got my twist redone today, so I sent it to the group chat. You're right. My hair is long and luscious. I have to have other people do it. That's just the price you pay when you have good, luscious hair when it's long. But you can have long hair, and it can be ugly. I've seen you know, people, my style, have it. So I take really good care of it. It's been growing for three years now. I haven't cut it. So um, don't know if I ever will. Again, we'll see. But um, if I do, I would go back to the to the waves. I had the waves in high school with the wave cap. Seaside, as we say. Yes, indeed. You look good, though. You look great. But if you were to execute the fade with the wave cap, I think you could probably get away with doing your own hair, right? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, I did it on the mission. I kept it low, had the waves, cut it uh, myself, had my campaigns cut it. And all you really need is the brush, and then, you know, you get a little bit of cream and then put the cap on, and that's how I did it on the mission. Kept it short. Boom, shakalaka. Look good, feel good, play good today. Uh, check out the rest of the ESPN 960 starting lineup. That's our crew in studio. Uh, we're going to play the A.J. Bong Pachan interview. We have high expectations for A.J. First day of fall camp, okay? First day of fall camp, I'm looking at uh, defensive line, offensive line. I'm looking at the defensive secondary. And all I hear from Gurney the entire 45 minutes is like, A.J. Fong Pachon. He looked good. A.J. Fong Pachon. I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, I think he's going to be good. A.J. Fong Pachon. He has been on this hype train from day one. Yes. And he has not it has not been a disappointment. I, I got to give credit to G-Man. He spotted him. I mean, we we knew he'd be good. Yeah, it was a, it was a layup. No, but 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 we knew he'd be good. <laughs> but but he's I think he and Ben Bywater have really stood out in that linebacker room. Max has been a little bit dinged up. We haven't seen him every practice. We haven't seen him in every session. Uh, that's given other guys opportunities to step up. But uh, we expect big things from Max. But I would say that uh, A.J. has been maybe the MVP defensively at fall camp. This is what I liked about A.J., and this is what stood out to me. And I, and I have to go back. I've seen a lot of practice sessions. I know what's important. I just have to remind myself. What I liked about A.J. is players sometimes run off as like, okay, it's done. I, I hope coach doesn't talk to me. Somebody, and then you lend it here. A.J., whenever he walked up, he was going right up to Justin Nana and, and just a lot of pointing, not nodding ahead. I mean, he was engaged. He was active. I took a lot from that. Uh, early on in the session, he he wants it. He he's got work to do. He he has a lot of knowledge to dispel, and he's on the same page. And he's going to be a very very good option within this defense. I think he's right there with Ben Bywater, and Max Tooley. I think they're interchangeable. I think AJ Bonpachong at the end of the season, I could see him easily regarded as the best linebacker on the team. I really do believe that, and that's not any disrespect to Max Tooley and Ben Bywater, who are both tremendous. I just think AJ Bonpachong is that good. He has a body of work. Played really well for, for Utah State, and he and he slotted right in. What's going to happen with the linebacker position is you're going to see those three guys primarily with Isaiah Glasker. And beyond that, I don't see a lot of rotation, at least initially. I think it's going to be Ben by Water, Max Tuli, Bong Pichong, and Isaiah Glasker in spots. Beyond that, I don't think there's a lot of room based on what Coach Hill said. He doesn't want to sub those guys out a lot. And they're just really good. I think those guys are quite a bit above the guys beneath them. And, that, again, that's not a criticism on what's behind them. I just think those guys are that good. You're not going to want to take them off the field. Jay Hill says he's not going to. So I think that's going to be your rotation. What remains to be seen is how much they're going to use Isaiah Glasker. Yeah. 
Isaiah's going to be utilized. Isaiah's yeah. going to see the field. Isaiah's going to be a third-down linebacker. Whether it's in pass rush or, or in coverage, you better believe that Isaiah Glasker is going to be on the football field. And he deserves it. He's made plays. It, third and long, I, I rotate Isaiah Glasker in. I try to find the best guys that are, you know, maybe he becomes kind of a Nicholas type of player. Nicholas type of player. Nicholesque. Nicholas. Nicholas. I love that. He's a Nicholas player. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Caleb uh, Christensen has something to say about that. I'm sure Eddie Heckard has something to say about that. But you you want the best eleven best eleven playmakers that are specialized for specific personnel groupings in specific locations on the football field. What's playing well for Isaiah Glasker? We mentioned this on the program as well. He has a unique skill set. He has things with his, his athletic makeup that no one else has on this team. He can cover space. He's a Lonnie Fu guy. I thought you, you were the guy that gave that cup. I think Brian Logan was the first one. Was it you or Brian? I give the, <laughs> anyway, he's, Isaiah, he's a Lonnie Fuwa. Lonnie Fuwa had a very unique skill set. And guess what? That translated to the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really important to have that guy uh, that's just long, can cover a lot of space, very tall, very long arms. That's going to, to get him playing time because who, who can do that? Well, we don't all oh, we have Isaiah Klosker. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that works itself out. No doubt about it. Uh, so we're going to get A.J. Vong Pachon sound. Uh, Steve Pierce is going to join us at 405 to recap some of the comings and goings of BYU men's basketball. Aaron Bailey's going to hop on at 430 from the women's soccer team. Still waiting to confirm with Jonathan Tevinar if he's going to hop on and discuss uh, BYU hoops at 505. So don't miss it. Lots of news and notes to get to. In fact, you know, maybe we don't go to basketball interviews today. Let's uh, let's postpone Jonathan Tevinari at the 505 segment. I'll find a football interview, or we got some football sound as well. We could probably get into the depth chart too. So uh, let's get into it. Some of the nitty-gritty, though, brought to you by Greenify Energy Savers, greenifyenergysavers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present our dancers with their interpretation of the nitty gritty. So, anyways, let's get down to the nitty gritty. The Nitty Gritty brought to you by Greenify Energy Savers, greenifyenergysavers.com. Make sure you check out all the deals going on right now in order to make your home more efficient. We have some great options for you, great services, great products, energy-saving services and products, whether it's energy-saving window replacement, radiant barrier attic foil, tankless water heaters, attic insulation, solar attic fans, and air sealing. Give them an opportunity to earn your business. Get a quote today. Get a home efficiency evaluation today for free. ESPN 960 discount. Schedule your home efficiency audit today at greenifyenergysavers.com or call 801-948-4464. That's 801-948-4464. Greenify Energy Savers, greenifyenergysavers.com. I asked Cougar Nation, what did we get right? What did we get wrong? The defensive two deep, knowns and unknowns. Let's start with the defensive line g-man what does it look like well you, you immediately go to the interior and and what jumps out and, and when i did the two deep roster that's i probably should have done a three deep roster because sione pua has mentioned he's going to go six deep first four guys i think we know and i think it's, it's very solid it's going to be jackson cravens kaden haas ataniza mahe john nelson four quality players four experienced players they're going to play they're going to be played often 
The next two guys slotted in, I think, hold some intrigue. A lot of people expect it to be David Law, too. I think a lot of people, when they looked over the depth chart, they're probably just, well, where's David Law, too? He's kind of new. And, and I've mentioned it's a plug-and-play position, but you still have to warrant trust of the coaches. They still need to see that you can get things done. That said, I think David Lawtu can rise up very quickly. Maybe not against San Houston State, but maybe later in the season. I think he has the potential not to just break the two rotation, but maybe even be a starter. Hmm. I Even amongst guys like Jackson Cribs and Nathan Nizamahi, who we both like a lot, the next two guys, Josh Sings, had a pretty good uh, fall yes. practice, and then the Bruce Mitchell. I don't know how much those guys are going to be used. When you say he's going to use six guys, he's not going to use all six guys equally. I, I, I see maybe Atenaiza Mahe and Jackson Cravens has probably seen around 50% of the reps. Caden Haw, uh, 50 or 60, let's go with that. Caden Haw's John Nelson, probably 30 to 40. And the guys behind him, probably just 10%. But you want to keep that active rotation. You yep. want to keep them fresh and all that. David Lottu is the really big wild card in the interior. Uh, he's going to have a lot of mobility, uh, potentially. But I think it's pretty well set beyond that. But David Lottu is absolutely the wild card. You hope that he rises up. It will be a good thing for this defense if he does. Yeah, I, I like this defensive line. I think it's solid. I think this is a solid defensive line. I think what may come as a surprise to some is that Blake Mangelson is the number two strong side defensive end right now. Uh, the product at a Juab High School, a PWO, a big body, a state champion wrestler, a Juab Wasp wrestler, you know who teaches these guys how to wrestle down there? My guy, um, Dr. Holman. Dr. Holman, uh, a phenomenal wrestler. He's also an orthopedic surgeon down there at Central Valley Medical Center. Shout out to Dr. Holman. Guy's a beast, just a monster. I think he was a state champion, multi-state champion here in the state of Utah, but he's just a monster. So Blake was trained by one of the best, in my opinion. 6'5", 260. He may weigh more than that now. Blake looks the part. He's getting bigger. He's getting faster. He's getting stronger. He played in seven games during his freshman season in 2021, recording at least one tackle in four different games, right? So uh, he has seen some some playing time. And then in 2022, I think he tallied 13 total tackles, six solo, seven assisted, Um not too bad. He's played in a total of 16 games, coming along nicely, and he's looking to take on a bigger role. And apparently he's solidified himself right now as that strong side defensive end behind Tyler Batty, a similar build to that of Batty. Batty's 6'5", 273. Blake not too far behind him. And uh, then you got the bull, Bodie Schoonover, too. Don't sleep on the bull. That's what I, that's what they've been calling him, the bull. Six three two forty five. He warrants a nickname. He's good. He's a bull. You don't give nicknames to guys that aren't good. Yeah. There's a reason why Bodie had plenty of P5 offers, too. He had to turn them down. So, uh, yeah, don't sleep on any either one of those guys to, in their contributions. One's a freshman. Blake is a junior. As a PWO, that's when you expect your PWOs to really start to make an impact. Typically. If they've made it this far... You expect the PWO to, if they, they put in the work in the strength and conditioning room in the nutrition center, a guy like Blake, who was a state champion wrestler, is going to start to showcase his abilities. I look like a guy at a guy like Gabe Summers, who also made a similar impact as a PWO eventually got on scholarship. So uh, that's uh, the strong side defensive end spot. Always very interesting. There's another surprise here. Isaiah Banya is not a surprise. 6'4", 235, Boise State transfer. Although it is a little bit of a... 
uh, an interesting commentary that all your Boise State transfers are going to be starters. Minus Kate Finnegan, that was a couple of years ago at the quarterback position. But Kate is arguably your QB to QB3, depending on how many games Jake Retzlaff has played in, because they don't want to eat up that Jake Retzlaff redshirt. They would like to keep his redshirt available. So, new Celestine, though, coming in at number two is very intriguing. Now, for some, they're like, it's not that. uh, That's not surprising. Why? Because he came over from Weber State. And if you come from Weber State, Jay, he'll trust you. You know the defense. Your assignment sound. You know what is expected, right? Logan Latui had a similar trajectory last year, if you remember. Yeah. But Jay Hill wasn't a part of the coaching staff. This this really is intriguing because Logan got a start versus Oregon. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do remember that. Logan Latui, before his injury, was your starting OE. Weber State transfer, who played some at Weber, and became a starter at BYU. Typically, the skill positions is where you see FCS have some sort of equivalency in personnel versus FBS. But you're seeing two guys now along the defensive line transfer, and you could even see Jake Eichhorn maybe get into the two deep. We'll see what happens there. But New Salicine and Logan Latouille, I think, and we, we don't know where Logan's at as far as his injury report and he's coming off of surgery and all those things. But New is number two at OE, or it's Michael Daly. New Celestine, 6'1", 247. This guy's stout, very strong. He's got massive biceps. He kind of reminds me a little bit of that Tijon Karoma feel when you walk up to him and you size him up. Definitely a weight room warrior that has uh, uh, an interesting physique. You don't look at him and say, oh, he's going to be your starting defensive end. But then you get him out there on the football field. He's got good length on his arms. He's got good wingspan and massive arms and a really stout body, thick, explosive, and he does his job. Question I have, and I kind of know the difference, but I don't think a lot of fans do. When you talk about the defensive end and the OE position, I think a lot of people think it's pretty much the same position, just on different sides. What are the differences between what Tyler Batty's going to do from the defensive end spot and Isaiah Banya from the OE spot? I would say there's more similarities with the uh, the weak side outside linebacker spot at the OE spot uh, in your traditional 3-4. Okay. That's like a David Nixon, a Colby Clausen, uh, someone who could drop into coverage when needed into the flats and maybe run on a wheel route. That's Isaiah Banya. They're more of a pass rusher coming off the edge as well. New Celestine. Isaiah Banya, Michael Daly. Look at John Henry Daly at OE. Ice Moa at OE. These are look at the type of player that is there, and and what they did in high school and what their skill set was. Think of it as a stand-up outside linebacker. Yeah. And they are going to put their hand in the dirt too, but that's what their skill set typically is. They're they're um, they're good pass rushers. And they can get out in coverage too if you need them to. Okay. Now they're not. I mean, in the 40 front, I don't know how often they're going to be dropping into coverage, but I would say more often they're they're your premier pass rusher coming off that weak side edge. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I, I'm just glad you explained that because I think a lot of times we go over positions and all that. You have a wealth of knowledge, Criddle, and I think it's it, it's great to kind of dispel the nuances. Yeah, I, I think in its most basic form and function, that's what you're going to get. Uh, is there... Which one is more surprising to you, Blake Mangelson at strong side defensive end or New Celestine at OE? Because I think both of those are surprises. I I, I think Celestine. Uh, j- just for what you said about Logan Latui, 
Uh, but, but but who else is there? I, I, that's kind of where I'm at there. I, I small I thought had an a, an opportunity. Maybe he still does. This isn't final. I thought I I think I small has performed really well in practice sessions. Yeah, he he's seen a lot of quality reps. And maybe when it does shake out, maybe I is going to be on that too deep. But it, it really does look like it's it's for I, I, I just don't know a lot about him. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. So. And he's not a guy. He's like one of those oh yeah guys. Oh, that's right. They have him. You, you look at their oh yeah that guy. And a lot of it's just the product that BYU has just so many transfers, so many new faces. It's kind of hard to to go through all of them. But yeah, I'm excited to see what this guy has. I think Michael Daly has a lot of mobility. And I mentioned John Henry Daly late in the article. I do not believe we will see John Henry Daly through the first half of the season. I I just don't. I think coaches are going to be smart with him. But his skill set is so good his potential is so high i i talked about how isaiah glasser can can do things mm-hmm. athletically that no one can and that's going to warrant him playing time i think the same could be said about john henry daly once he's fully returned from his mission his his combination of speed and size no one has that he he, he ran the he ran the anchor of the four by 100 relay team for lone peak he's a defensive end guys he has a lot of skill. Yes. He has a lot of upside. Yes. And they might just be too good. He might be on scout team. They're like, we got to get him. <laughs> He's way too good. I think eventually, yeah, you do want him over there. Yeah, but I, I could I see that. I want him in November. Yeah, Criddle wants to be very cautious with John Henry Daly. That's what I see happening with John Henry Daly. Because he's really good. I, I remember just seeing him in high school. Like, this is one of the best high school players yeah. I've ever seen mm-hmm. in this state. What he does from a playmaking ability, I, and we're not maybe we're not talking enough about his brother, uh, Michael Daly, who's also really, really good. Really good. But John Henry Daly, I mean, you're talking about unique talents, upside. That That's your guy right there. Did you did you get to listen to my Michael Daly interview? Did we end up playing that at all? Did we play my Michael Daly interview? We did. Um Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did play that. I, was, I always forget. I always forget. Like when we, when we we go through so much content, I forget. But it was a great interview. And uh, Michael is ahead of John. If for those that are wondering, Michael's ahead on that depth chart. Uh, but John is going to be pushing him. I'm sure by the end of the season. And uh, but both of these guys are premier pass rushers. Very good pass rushers. And so you're going to need everyone to step up and and uh, and and lift where they stand along that defensive line. So. Going back to the depth chart, okay? That's our defensive line. You mentioned David Latu. When do you think he's going to be? Do you think he's in that three deep, David Latu, right now? Uh, yeah. I, oh, that's tough it's, to say. He got in so late. Yeah. He got in so late, I wonder when he's actually going to get into the room. I also wonder what kind of shape he's in. Maybe, sure. Maybe it's a physical thing more more than just mental because I, I tend to believe it, it is a plug-and-play position. Go in there, beat your guy. Bam! What else do you need? Hold, hold, hold your line. Whatever. It might be a physical thing. It, it might be he just needs to get in shape. He needs to get in game time shape. I don't know how good a shape he came in. And at. it might be that. I expect him by the third game to be part of the rotation. Mm-hmm. That's what I expect from him. I'm very high on his prospects. I'm thrilled that he was able to to get over that hurdle because at the start of fall camp, it was kind of dicey. It's always dicey with those JUCO guys. So seeing him in uniform and all that. He's going to be part of this rotation. If, if yeah. he gets up to snuff physically, with all due respect to the other guys, his upside, what he's shown on film, what he showed at Snow College, he's going to be a really, really good option along that defensive front. And I think he has that unique skill set. When you talk about, to me, 
Kairos Tonga is what you want. The problem with Kairos Tonga is that there was just one Kairos Tonga on the team. Yeah. You want a lot of Kairos Tongas. So the guys with upside, I, I think Atanai Zamahe would be number one right now. But I think David Law, too, as far as upside. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I put him number two, even ahead of Jackson Cravens. I think Jackson Cravens is very good. I think you know what you have there. He's going to be solid. As far as that guy that's just going to be busting gaps and wrecking havoc in the backfield, I see Jackson Cravens more of just a stout, hold the block, hold the middle uh, type of guy, stuff up gaps and whatnot. David Latu's going to be that guy that won gaps effectively, that gets up the field, gives you that Kyra Stonga type of impact. That's how I see him. I like it. Uh, Josh was seeing Bruce Mitchell also in uh, in competition and wants to, you know, I'm sure they're, they're going to see some playing time as well. you got to at least go three deep here, a six-man rotation, keeping guys fresh. Did you, I don't know if you listened to the Jay Hill commentary yesterday. He said that the defensive line is going to rotate more than the other positions. Yeah. And it has They're going to keep them fresh. Just for the nature so you're gonna, of the position. you're going to see uh, plenty of rotation there. Linebackers. A, a little bit less than that. You, they want the best 11 on the football field, and Kalani discussed that as well. They, not as many substitutions, hockey line substitutions, and then very few rotations on the back end of the secondary. So that's how it's going to work. We're going to go to break. We'll continue the discussion of the depth chart and uh, our question of the day coming up next. Don't miss it. Continuing our discussion uh, in that depth chart. Coming up next, we're going to break down the linebackers and then listen to our A.J. Vong Pachong interview post-scrimmage. That coming up next. We'll break down the depth chart in the linebacker room and then listen to A.J. Vong Pachong. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Just like the Cougar football team, Ben Criddle was built, not born. And since 2009, he's built himself into the go-to source on the radio and online for all things BYU. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960 and ESPN960sports.com. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Studios, leschwab.com. Save up to $250 right now when you buy a set of four select tires with financing. It is time for a little question of the day. What did we get right? What did we get wrong on our depth chart, our defensive depth chart, defensive two deep knowns and unknowns? Check out the article at ESPN 960 Sports, penned by the one, the only, Brandon C. Gurney. Band of the day is Maroon 5, brought to you by RoyalArmyBrand.com. BYU swag created by fans, for fans. Always stay loyal to the Royal. Rep the Y the right way. Purchase all your BYU license apparel at RoyalArmyBrand.com. Look good, feel good, play good, and the best BYU license apparel in the business. If it's uh, good enough for Kalani, it's good enough for you, RoyalArmyBrand.com. We're going to have a pop-up shop again this weekend in Orem at Express Tech. Stop by and get yourself... Uh, Some of the deals that we have going down, get you prepped and get you ready, geared up for the college football season 2023. GMAP, what did we get right? What did we get wrong is our question of the day. Let's break down the linebacker room. Rover, Mike, and Stud. People are wondering, hey, what are we calling the linebackers this year? That's what we're calling them. Rover, 
Mike and Stud. The Rover is the weak side outside linebacker. The Mike is obviously the Mike middle middle linebacker. The Stud is the strong outside linebacker. Break it down for us, G-Man. What do we got? When I went through this depth chart, I, I, I started to feel a bit lazy because I just slotted in A.J. Von Pachong as the back. Up at, at two positions and as the starter stud linebacker, but that was the right thing to do. Why is it the right thing to do? I mentioned this in the initial uh, uh, segment. Those three guys are very far separated from the options behind them, and that's not to disrespect the options behind them. I just think these guys are very good. Well, we're doing our top ten, uh, twenty-five list. I would re-rank AJ Bonpachong. I probably put him in my top ten if, if I was to do it over. Mm-hmm. Ben Bywater, Max Tuitt are solidly within our top ten. They're just really, really good players. They're playmakers. They're top players on the team, and they're just separated from these guys. And I think it's a very good commentary on Isaiah Klasker that he's going to warrant playing time because his upside is so tremendous. But beyond that, I think you do have some exciting options. You have some guys rising up. Everyone's curious about Chaz Ayu. Where's he at? Yeah. Chaz has his work cut out for him just because the guys ahead of him are so good. We like Chaz Ayu. We like his skill set. We like his story. Uh, we like Harrison Taggart's uh, mobility as well. But I think it's just a, a, a commentary on how little Jay Hill's going to be rotating these guys. He doesn't want the hockey substitutions. He wants these guys in there. He has a high trust with all these guys. You're just not going to see a lot of rotation. And, and, and you hope these guys can stay healthy, knock on wood and all that. But, but I just think they're going to be the focal point of the defense I, I think it's probably the best. And when you look at the defense, where the strength is, I think it's with these three players. A.J. Von Pajong, Max Tooley, Ben Bywater. Give me a group of three that's better than those guys. And immediately I'm thinking about cornerback, where I think Eddie Hecker, Jacob Robinson, and maybe Cam- Camden Garrett, that combination of three, I think that's probably right behind them. But when I look at playmakers, who you're going to depend on, those are your three guys. Those are the three guys that are going to be making plays. Those are the three guys you want on the field every single time you want at least two of those guys on the field every single time and that's reflected in the depth chart and that's why i i just went with four names on the 2d roster yeah i, I like it i think this is an accurate depiction of what we're looking at it, it as far as linebacker is concerned max Tooley at rover aj bong bachan backing him up if you don't go with aj bong bachan then you get into where uh you're looking at maybe Ammon hanneman you're looking at Chaz ayu and i think there's a battle there for the three spot uh, no doubt about it. So uh, as far as Mike is concerned, Ben Bywater, A.J. Bongbachan, A.J. told us, and we'll listen to the sound here momentarily, he told us I've been cross-training. I know all the positions. I know them all. So that led me to believe, that led us to believe, A.J.'s number two everywhere. If he's not starting at stud, if Ben's off the field, you're going to see A.J. move over to Mike, and you're going to see Isaiah Glasser going in at stud. If Max Tooley comes off the field, you're going to see A.J. Vongmachan go to Rover, and you're going to see Isaiah Glasker go to Stud. That's what you're going to see, guys. Like, I, I mean, I think. This is an educated guess. Okay? And, and I think it's pretty – I'm probably 75 to 80% confident that that's what's going to happen. I could be wrong. You never know. There's still two weeks left, or less than two weeks till game time. And things could change even after Sam Houston. But I think to start the season, that's what you're going to see. And that's a pretty good linebacking room. Uh, I think number three or no, slash number two right now at Mike, as you mentioned, Harrison Taggart. That's an impressive move for the Oregon transfer. Getting up to speed, getting up to snuff on uh, on the on on the Jay Hill defense. As an observer who's never played football, why is he a Mike linebacker? I, I envision him as being a, a guy that can operate best in space, maybe as a 
a flash-type linebacker. It kind of surprises me that he's playing Mike linebacker. Why do they have him at Mike, and why is that the best position for Harrison Taggart? I mean, the coaches would have to comment on it. I've interviewed Harrison. Um, I, I've, I've seen his film at Corner Canyon. He was more of an outside guy, kind of a converted safety. But I think he's smart. I really do. I think he's a smart young man. I, I think his his ability to fill and and to fill A and B gaps and, and then run sideline to sideline is is unique. They love that ability. Ben Bywater is a unique football player. He really is with his size and his speed, his athleticism, his ball skills. Like I would say that Harrison isn't necessarily as fluid as him. Much more just kind of straight line guy. I don't know if he's as good in coverage. Mike, you don't have to be very good in coverage, but you do got to be able to run. Right? You got to be smart. And you got to be able to run, um, or you just got to be you know right place, right time type of guy. You have seen in the past where guys like Kelly Papinga or Cameron Jensen of an era bygone pick off some passes, make some plays from that that position. So. Uh, I think Harrison, I think they really like his athleticism. I think they like his intelligence, and so they put him into that role. And there's certain drills, right? Like, so they'll they'll do this certain drill. They'll do speed and space, which is a good drill to see just how good you are at tackling. Um, you're essentially, I don't know, 10 yards apart. You're each on a cone, and you have about 10 yards to play with on the on the outside. Almost like a 10 by 10 square. And you got to take the right angle and wrap up and tackle the guy after he gets the pitch. So they do that one a lot. And so you're going to be graded off of that and how well you do that. And then also they'll essentially have this, like, head-up drill where it's just you versus a running back. So Harrison Tiger's going to go against Aiden Robbins or he's going to go against Deion Smith. He's going to go against one of these, these backs. And there's not going to be a tremendous amount of momentum, but they're going to maybe shift to one side and then they got to meet head up after about two yards. And sometimes that, watching that drill, the pad level, you mentioned, Jay Hill yesterday mentioned pad level, pad level, pad level, leverage, wrapping up. Who wins when they meet at the line of scrimmage with the same amount of momentum coming at each other? And I guarantee you, Harrison wins those reps. Wins those reps. Like, it's collision stymie and then he drives you back very few running backs even Aiden Robbins are going to be able to push through Harrison Taggart Eric Kerr does a tremendous job of maximizing he's got the best strength and conditioning program in the high school state in the state at high school level whether it's Cody Hagan <laughs> whether it's look at Bo Tate this year just balling out um you look at Isaac Wilson like He's improved significantly in his athleticism over the last year. That is directly correlated to your strength and conditioning program. And Harrison learned from the best. And so you're seeing that now. Yeah, he's got great skills. He's got great athleticism. But that strength and conditioning program really sets him apart. So that's what I'd say about Harrison. Harry, maybe that was too long-winded of an answer. I liked it. Uh, Stud, A.J. Vangbachan, Isaiah Glasker. Um, Who's our number three right now at Stud? at that strong outside linebacker spot. Have we talked about this? I don't think we have. Is, is Ammon 
Is that Ammon Hanneman? No, no, because he's at the Rover spot. Okay. He's at Rover. Okay. He's at Rover. And I should know this. That's right. Let me get up the roster. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of I'm perusing right now. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what it could be? It's probably Micah Kafusi. Yeah. Micah, Micah Kafusi. I think he got some love from Jay Hill yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Gavin, wasn't it Micah that was highlighted? In I that think linebacker? it was Ace. Oh, it was Ace. Ace. Let me go back, but I'm pretty sure it was Ace. Okay, it's one of the Kafusi, Kafusi, if you will. So I think it's one of the Kafusi at three, three strong, three stud. So anyway, I thought that was kind of a. Uh, that was of note. I know Fisher Jackson has played, I think, some rover, maybe some stud as well. Ace. It was Ace. Ace who got, got the – okay, so they – so it could be Ace. Where's Cialis era at? Cialis probably number three or number four Mike. So he's probably a year away. Just depends, right? Yeah. He's probably three or four Mike right now. That's what I would say. Well, well him playing Mike, that, that tells me he's really under the gun as far as learning positions because, I mean, he was nowhere near Mike linebacker yeah, in high yeah, school. Yeah. So that's a big learning curve. So, so that tells me that it's going to take a lot of development and maybe more than a year until you see CLA's era. That's what that tells me. Yeah. But they also really like him. <laughs> that also indicates he's very smart, and they have big plans for him as well. Yeah. I mean – you bought, you look at his body, right? Um, he does not look like a true freshman whatsoever. Siali Sarri is in a league of his own with readiness as a true freshman. <laughs> you just don't see these guys. I mean, Jackson Bowers, there's a reason why they're four stars. Yeah, It's because of their body type and athleticism. Yeah, their productivity in high school too, but it's about it's about their upside, and 24-7 will tell you that as much as they size up these these athletes. So that's our linebacker room. Any other thoughts, any other commentary, and then we'll go to break and uh, we'll listen to A.J. Vongbachan and why he's uh, balling out at all positions in the linebacker room. Well, when, when you talk about transfers that BYU had to have and what came in, you could easily make the argument that it's A.J. Vongbachan. He has changed the entire dynamic of the linebackers just by virtue of him being there, the depth, his versatility, what he can play. It completely changes the, the complexion of the entire group. Whereas, yeah, that's going to be the position of strength. You're not depth. Well, yeah, they're fine. They have enough guys, especially when you consider the fact that they're going to be going nickel formation a lot. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to afford Ben Bywater and 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 Max Tooley to take some reps off and not have to put forth the amount of reps. Otherwise, because you can slot in A.J. Von Pachong, mm-hmm. and you can effectively play a nickel defense. So I really like what's developing there. Uh, you don't want these guys to be hurt, but I, I think I think just those three guys, and then you sprinkle in Isaiah Klasker, I think that's going to be a very, very strong group. Yeah, it's a good linebacker room for certain. You look at that group, and as far as what you ended the season with, or rather what you were going into spring ball with and what you, you came into fall camp with, significantly different uh i I think this is a difference making room all right we're gonna go to break aj vong pachan interview coming up next that was our question of the day what did we get right what did we get wrong on our projected too deep roster our too deep defensive roster that segment was brought to you by royalarmybrand.com byu swagger to buy fans for fans Stay loyal to the Royal Rep. Why the right way? Purchase all your BYU licensed apparel at royalarmybrand.com. 
Uh, we have a pop-up sale going on this weekend at Express Tech in Orem. Stop by, say hello. We'd love to see you. We'd love to interact with you. Don't miss it. Also, we're going to be live from the Twisted Cow Shakes, the TwistedCowShakes.com in Provo on Friday. So looking forward to that. So uh, you got to go get some of the most delicious decadent ice cream known to man at the TwistedCowShakes.com. We're going to break. Coming up next, A.J. Vong Pachan. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. It's time to celebrate the greatest team sport known to man, where modern-day gladiators collide all for the glory of the gridiron. We'll talk some college football on Cougar Sports with Ben Crittle. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Crittle broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Center. Les Schwab Tires is where you can get some great deals right now. Save up to 200 $50 when you buy a set of four select tires with financing. That's $250 at any Les Schwab location. Mention ESPN 960 for that VIP service and the discounts. It is time to talk some college football. I want to get to know A.J. Vongbachan a little bit better. For those of you that don't know, A.J., I believe, is being looked at as, um, as a premier player in this defense, a premier leader on this defense. And he's going to be leading the Cougs into their first year of the Big 12 alongside Ben Bywater at that linebacker position, and I'm excited for it. I'm here for it and can't wait to see what A.J. can do. He stood out at the scrimmage, playing extremely well, making a ton of tackles. He's going to be a TFL machine, running down the six foot three, 240-pound running back, Aiden Robbins, from inside out. It was a glorious play. It was beautiful. I posted it on social media at Criddle Benjamin if you want to peruse it. I know there's a lot of tweets to sift through, but uh, there was a great highlight. Just search me and, uh, and A.J., uh, AJ's name in order to find him. All right, let's get to know AJ Vong Pachan a little bit better. This segment is going to be brought to you by the Twisted Cow Shakes, the uh, TwistedCowShakes.com, the official shake and ice cream spot for all ESPN 960 listeners. It's premium ice cream, and these are decadent shakes topped with some of your favorite treats like brownies, donuts, cinnamon rolls, cookies, sprinkles, whipped cream, and so much more. Uh, whether you're looking at uh, looking at it as a cup shake or float then uh, you can try them all, right, in any form or fashion. You customize it the way you want it. Some ice cream is better than others, they say. Check it out, 250 North University Avenue. That's 250 North University Avenue in Provo. Let's get to know A.J. Vong Pachan. How you say it, it's honestly easier than, than it looks. It's just Vong Pachan. Yeah, Vong Pachan. Nothing, nothing too crazy. At first it looks kind of intimidating, yeah. but it's just pretty smooth, yeah. Do you feel better about the way the defense played this scrimmage as opposed to last one? Yeah, I think we definitely made improvements, especially from uh, previous week. There's still some things that we need to clean up, including myself, uh, just communicating as a whole and making sure we're on the same page. How do you feel like the defense is coming together as you've kind of you know, settled in and found your role? Yeah, I think, we're, I think we're coming together really well. I mean, everyone's you know just trying to get better every day, and obviously it's been a long three weeks and just grinding, but... Uh, you know, our offense makes us really good. They're, they're, they're a really good offense. So I think we're just coming together really well and uh, just trying to get better. Any highlight moments out there today that, that stood out as, as far as from, from your perspective? Um, kind of just, you know, the guy, when the guys make plays. You know, obviously Ben had the interception. That was awesome, you know, kind of get us off the field. You know, anytime we can get off the field, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good down for us. So. We only saw the last 15 minutes. So <laughs> did Ben Bywater have a pick? Yeah, he had it kind of earlier in the okay. early in the scrimmage. Just kind of, so it was good. Get us off the field. And, was that the only turnover you guys forced? Uh, I want to say so. I could be wrong, though, yeah. 
Only one out of the linebacker room, maybe? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What do you kind of hope is sort of the calling card of this defense? I mean, it's the first year under Jay Hill and everything. It's your first year, so that's probably maybe a little bit unfair. But what do you kind of want to be known for in this defense? Yeah, we just want to be, you know, a good, sound defense, you know, at the end of the day. Obviously, I'm, I'm new here and just trying to find my role and do my job. Uh, but, you know, I think all the guys have bought in, and, uh, you know, I think we're going to be really good. Did coming in with Coach Anna help you kind of get acclimated a little bit? Because I know you knew him a little bit at Utah State. Yeah, it's definitely helped me. I mean, obviously, it's a familiar face and kind of going through recruiting. I kind of just fell back on that and you know, kind of a familiar uh, face and he helped me out a ton. How's the defense rallying without Micah now in the back end? Yeah, it, it's definitely tough. Honestly, you lose a, uh, a playmaker like that. But, you know, the guys have stepped up. You know, the guys that need to step up. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to you know, be as best as we can without them. How have you enjoyed your, your BYU experience thus far before the season starts? Yeah, it's been awesome. Obviously, it's a little different than Cash Valley. But uh, I've, I've enjoyed it and the, the guys are awesome. So I had a great time. What's, AJ, been been biggest, oh, sorry, What's been the biggest difference between Provo and Cash Valley from your vantage point? Uh, obviously, the cities are a lot different. Uh, just a lot more places to eat, a lot more things to do. And so, you know, I, I guess you're not as bored. If you, you need to do something. So, <laughs> I guess from that standpoint. Are you not playing Sam, Mike, Will, cross-training? Or is there a predominant position you've been playing in that linebacking court? Yeah, I've kind of just been cross-training all over and uh, just trying to learn all of them. I think it obviously helps me learn all the positions. Um, you know, when, when other guys in there, I can help them if they need help. So I just, that's, that's kind of how I approach the game. Just I'm not really good at just learning one. I need to learn all of them to kind of get a whole picture. Do you think uh, there's a particular position you'll be playing game one, though? Uh, I, don't, I don't know specifically. Uh, I kind of just leave that to the coaches and then just, you know, just do my job. Who's impressed you in that linebacker room? There's been a ton of guys, honestly. I mean, obviously, obviously Ben. Ben's a stud. And uh, even, even Max Tooley, the older guys. But uh, kind of the younger guys. Uh, Glasker, Glasker's, Glasker's been a dude, uh, kind of a, seen his progression from week to week and day by day, uh, him and then, you know, some of the younger guys, just especially the guys who just came in, just learning and uh, just getting better. Are you ready to get camp over with and just get on to the games already? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited and, and ready to go, obviously, you know, you're going head to head against your offense every day, it's the same guys over and over, but, uh, you know, it's been good, it's gotten us better, but I'm ready to get into the season, for sure. What changes when you hit that, you know, Kalani said you'll end fall camp on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. As a player for you, what changes as you shift from that fall camp mentality to that game prep mentality? Yeah, it, the biggest thing would be obviously opponent opponent scouting. Obviously, we've done a little bit of it, but not to the extent that we need to uh, going into game one. So it would just be that transition. And obviously, camp is you know getting the defense down and getting our fundamentals down. But you know, I, as we make this transition, it's going to be more opponent based. How would you describe Justin Anna as a coach, and what are some of like the mantras and mottos that he instills in uh, the linebacker? Program? Yeah, he's a, he's a really intense coach, and uh, he's gonna expect you know the, the highest out of you. You know, that's kind of one of the things that you know brought me here is I knew I knew what to expect from him. You know, he's gonna push me harder than I can push myself at the end of the day, and so you know he pushes everyone, regardless of you know freshman to senior or whatever you've done on the field. He's gonna treat you the same and hold you to the same standard. So I would just say, you know, just pushing you to the best you can be. As far as today, how did your, your performance, uh, when you're going to go back and watch tape, how did you feel you performed today? Yeah, I think I progressed since last week, for sure, in, in terms of just assignment and communication. But uh, there's definitely a lot to, to fix and just clean up, and obviously technique-wise and then just fundamentals. Collectively, as the defense is concerned, how, like, what percentage is, uh, would you say is like being executed, right? I mean, you guys are going against a good Great offense, offense yeah. every day. Yeah. It's hard to execute versus a really good offense right, every right. day. Like, where are you guys at? What grade are you giving the defense right yeah, now? Yeah, it, it's hard to say. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't really see everyone. You know, performance. I kind of just based it off myself and kind of the weeks past. But, you know, I think I think we're close. Just just not there yet in terms of 
just communicating. Obviously, that offense, you know, they have so much going on, you know, with the trades and motions and whatnot. But, you know, I think it's going to prepare us for obviously the worst, you know, and coming into the season. And so when we get those in the season, we'll be prepared. Who's causing problems for you on that offense? Like who, you're, who you have to face, it, you know, there's specifically a of, offensive yeah. line and kind there, of coming on those tight end slots? Yeah, there's a ton of guys. I, you know, it's hard to kind of single one out. Obviously, the entire O-line are studied. They're a really athletic group. Uh, you got dudes in the tight end room. You got Isaac Rex, obviously. And then, obviously, the receiver room super deep. You know, they're kind of constantly rotating and having fresh bodies in there. And, uh, Honestly, I could say position-wide on the offense, they're super deep, just constantly rotating, and you know the guys do a great job over there. How big of a focus has it been to bring all these new faces, including yourself, together, where you guys are a unified group and kind of feel like a, a big family? Yeah, I mean, that, that's obviously something new for me, right, coming into a new place, and, you know, I didn't really know what to expect, but, you know, this place has done a really good job of just, you know, meshing together the guys. You know, it feels like I've been playing with the guys for forever, you know, kind of how they treat us and kind of the new guys and helping us acclimate to the, to the culture here. Any significance to number 10? Uh, not really. So I actually started off as 98 back uh, at Utah State. Coach Anna gave me that number. I, I was I was an edge. Like for like a humbling type I don't of thing? know what like it was. I just showed up. What's I, up just, with that? I just showed up. Play yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just showed up. Saw 98 in my locker. I said, let's roll. And then so I did that for two and then uh, ended up getting number 10. So uh, and it just stuck with it. So that's it's kind of the story. <laughs> Good. Is your family going to be coming out to all the games this year? Yeah, mostly the home games. They'll make the drive down, so they drive down from Washington and yep. uh, be at the home games for sure. Awesome. Yes, sir. Okay. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate Thanks, you. Guys. Thank you guys so much. I, I went on to ask him two more questions, actually. <laughs> and we had a long conversation in Spanish. Really? Yeah. He's. This is a fun fact. So Dom Henry and AJ Vong Pachan are both fluent in Spanish. Neither of them, LDS, both have... Hispanic parents, or he's, I think AJ's got a Hispanic mom, and uh, I, I believe maybe Don Dom does as well. But they both speak Spanish fluently. Nice. So we spoke in Spanish for you know five minutes or so, just kind of just just general talk. But he's got two tattoos: one's of the Buddha, and then one is of um, I believe his grandmother's name. In um, was it in Cam? Is it Cambodian? Is it like Laos. Ocean? Laotian? Laotian. Laotian, yeah. In Laotian, yeah. Because his, uh, his family's from Laos. So some other fun facts. I'm a fan of AJ. How can you not After be? that interview. Talk about smooth and confident. I mean, he was boom, boom. I mean, just right there. He's a guy that's been there. He understands it. He's confident. You can see why he's not only going to be a playmaker this year, but be a leader. Those quotes, the way he carries himself, he's a leader. Yeah. First-year player, doesn't matter. He's there. He's confident. Very, very high on him. He's changed the entire complexion of the linebacker core. We talked about how impactful it was going to be, how necessary his signing was, how perfect it was when he caught on. I think he's met those expectations. He might even be exceeding them. Mm-hmm. He's slotted right in, changing the entire complexion. He's going to be a very, very good good and necessary part of this BYU defense this coming year. Love me some A.J. Vong Pachan. Any other final thoughts before we go to break? That was a college football segment, getting to know A.J. Vong Pachan. I, lo- I love that he has defensive end experience. We talk about versatility a lot. Yes, he can play all three positions at the linebacker. Maybe even some OE. <laughs> I don't know. He's got great hands. Very smart, very capable, 
yeah, he, he's going to be a fantastic player for, for this team. We'll go to break. Don't go anywhere. Tons to get to. Lots of news and notes. Check out our most recent interview, breaking down the two deep of the defensive uh, the defensive unit run by Jay Hill. In the 405 segment, we're going to welcome in Steve Pierce to get a recap and update on what's going down in Italy and Croatia with the BYU men's basketball team. Steve Pierce coming up next. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960.